Welcome to Podcast Detected, where we say good morning to the apocalypse and face every zombie with a song. to Podcast Detected. It has been kind of a long time since I actually recorded something. Things happened. I will explain a little bit about those things in a second. Uh, but first of all, I'm here with May, who plays Moonchild, uh, did a little bit of that in Act 1, and is going to do a lot more of it in Act 2. Um, hello, how are you doing? Hello. Or should I do my character voice? Hello. Um. <laughs> I'm doing I love great. Um, very excited about Act Two. That reminds me that one of the funniest things was I remember talking really early. I asked if you could do something like a character voice or something, and you were like, "Oh, I don't really do acting. I like singing is more the thing." And then you, in one of the mock-ups, um, you recorded it later, and you said a line in a Moonchild voice, and I literally thought it was the voice <laughs> actor for a second. <laughs> I was oh like, "What gosh. do you mean?" What do you mean you can't act? That's not true. You can literally yeah, do I said the voice. That. I was like, I can't act. I'm not an actor, and now I have a uh, company that does audio drama, and I've been cast as like two different characters. So I guess I'm an actor now. <laughs> yes, we've come a long way in like less than a year. <laughs> Definitely. Uh, so I want to talk about Moonchild a little bit. Um, that character, a little bit about what we're doing for Act 2 and stuff like that. First of all, um, I want to say thank you to everybody who's been really supportive since we released Act 1. Um, I think the last episode that we released of Podcast Detected was a couple weeks after the release of Act 1, so it's been kind of a long time since then. Um, and we keep hearing amazing things from people who are really enjoying Act 1 and are really excited for Act 2. Um, and haven't lost that excitement any, even though we're taking a lot longer than we thought we originally were going to. So thank you to everyone uh, who's been hanging in there uh, since we started doing this wild thing. <laughs> the I wanted to say quickly something about the production timeline for Act 2, because I think I said something a few months ago, maybe early January or something, about how we were hoping to get things released by now, basically, by early May. Um, Obviously, that's, that hasn't happened, uh, and the production timeline is getting shifted back a little bit. Basically, what happened is um, it took me a lot longer to write the songs than I thought it was going to. First of all, because the songs are more complicated and longer. <laughs> uh, it's a complicated content. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Act 2 is more complicated than Act 1 uh, because Season 3... I was talking to Mel... Mel is a, a, one of our new cast members who's playing Veronica. And I was Mel. talking to her the other day, and Mel is I said something about... She's so good. We were talking about... I'm trying to scroll up and find it. How complicated season three is, or how many... How I wasn't sure whether it was even going to be coherent. And she was basically like, I mean, act two is literally just season three. It's like teenage scientists and crazy hippies and <laughs> machines and like five different serums all at the same time. So, of course, it's going to be complicated. I know. I was like, oh, I'm yeah. re-listening to, to season three right now. Um, and, and it's just there's no coherence. I mean, I'm like halfway through it and we've seen Moonchild once. 
And she's all I remember from season three. Yep. <laughs> I think about season three and I literally am like, okay, so something about Simon, something about Veronica, and then shoot the runner. And that's, that's the whole thing in my head. <laughs> Uh, now I think Teenagers it's probably... escaping. That's the last one I, I re-listened to. Yes. Is that... Uh, what's her... Polly? Is that her name? Polly and... Is it Zach? I, I listened to this yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> it's so... I actually literally wanted uh, to do a song for that episode just because <laughs> I loved Sam's you think that you're the only one who, who's ever felt guilty for being alive line. Oh. Uh, and then I discovered that I did not have to write a song for that episode in order to repurpose that line. So now it appears... Yeah, yeah, that, that is true. <laughs> elsewhere in Act 2. There's, I mean, I was going to say there's enough song in Act 2. There's never enough song in Zombies <laughs> on the Musical. But I feel like that's not a necessary episode to include. <laughs> yes, I, I think that's true. I was going to say, oh yeah, that... Uh, for the three, three months, basically, since I was talking about releasing at this point, it took a lot longer to write the songs, uh, both because there's more content and because I've been finishing college. Um, and I just, just now, like half an hour ago, finished my very last final, so I'm done. Um, I'm going to be a normal functioning adult now. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's been really busy, and now a lot of the recording stuff has to happen, so a lot of the actual production, but the writing process and basically all the instrumentation at this point is done. Um, so now what we're doing mostly yeah. is production stuff So this stuff is where recording. you kick back and relax and we have to do the work. Yes, exactly. That master planner has to turn all the green, everybody has to do their stuff. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's, that's what Act 2 is going to look like. Okay, okay, I should have asked this earlier, but... Uh, are you, so the famous boiler room, we were talking before we were recording, you're in the boiler room, right? I am in the boiler room. It was, uh, it's been newly makeovered. I got a new mic. I put up some blankets and stuff on the walls. And uh, yeah, it's, it's pretty cozy. It's, it's hot in here. And that's your, the new mic and like the blankets and turning it into a recording studio and stuff is because... You've gotten really busy on stuff that isn't ZRTM stuff, like different podcast recording stuff, like the I have, Murray yes. Mysteries podcast. Do you want to talk about that for a second? Oh, yes, please let me plug it. <laughs> <laughs> Do it. Yeah, so basically, um, a few of us who met through this wonderful musical have been, we, we founded a company, which is insane. Um, called No Storytelling Collective, and we're doing a bunch of stuff. We have so much things in the work, and um, our first project is my project. It's Murray Mysteries. It is a fiction podcast based on Dracula. Um, it's like a modernization of it, and everyone's queer, and I'm having so much fun writing it and recording it. And uh, yeah, we just finished releasing season one. We're working on season two right now. I have a confession to make, which is that I have not listened to all of season one. Um, I, I I'm listened... not surprised. You've been busy. <laughs> I'm so excited to, though. I'm like, I've been trying getting to it for like a couple weeks. <laughs> and I listened to the beginning of the first episode. And I have to admit that I forgot that I wrote like the music for it because it was so long ago. <laughs> and it was like you the know, welcome I, to Murray I'm... Mysteries. 
I'm only slightly salty about this, but the things I get the most praise about are the things that I didn't do, which is the music and the cover art. <laughs> you know, it's good. It's good to have people doing things that you can't do. Like for act two, uh, a lot of the harmonies, I'm not even writing. Like I passed a lot of that off to Mel because she actually has like music theory experience. Like she knows things and I don't know anything. Yeah. Um, <laughs> And some of the harmonies she's been turning out have been insane, and I'm super excited. So sometimes, sometimes the best things just are the things that you don't do. Yeah, that is uh, that is true. Uh, I can't imagine what the podcast would look like if if I did the cover art and the music myself. <laughs> um, it would probably be a really bad doodle of a bat. <laughs> <laughs> that I don't know though. If like they're the main characters, it's Lucy, right? Lucy and Mina. Mina? Yeah, if they're out yeah. here doing their own art, um, it might just be a bad doodle of a bat, probably. <laughs> probably. I don't know if, if Mina's character has the same art abilities as Drew. Probably not. <laughs> probably not. Um, before we talk a little bit about actual act two and maybe tease some stuff, hopefully without spoiling mm. things... Also, just a general spoiler, what's it called? Spoiler alert? Um, there's a term for this, and I can't remember what it is. The spoilers. <laughs> spoiler uh, <laughs> warning? Sure. We'll be talking about spoilers from season three. So if you haven't run season three of Zombies Run, probably you don't want to listen to what we're going to say. Um, but not spoilers for act two which I know that's weird, but we're not going to spoil hopefully most of act two, but we're going to be talking about stuff that happens in season three. So we're assuming that you've seen that or uh, run those missions. Um, but first of all, a little bit about act one, because we haven't talked about act one on this podcast before. Um, do you have a moment that you would say is like your favorite moment in act one? Um, first of all, actually, I have to say that so many people have told me that their favorite moment in act one is the transition into the fallen where it goes from the ensemble to the first time we hear moonchild yes uh that's great that's very flattering Uh, you know my own family could not tell which song i was in and when and that is probably because they did not listen to it until the end (laughs) i mean to be fair. fair To be fair, they are not English speakers. Yeah, uh, they don't voice. listen to my podcast either. <laughs> oh, no. Um, so do you have a favorite moment, either uh, something that you sang, like, ensemble-wise or Moonchild-wise, or from somebody else or anything like that? There's so many, but it's definitely going to be from somebody else. I think my favorite moment is Drew's delivery of Are We a Cult? Um, which cracks me up every time. It's just so well done. She's the perfect Archie. It's so good. It makes me laugh so hard every single time. I, speaking of little tiny moments that crack me up, and I sometimes remember that they happen and I just start laughing. Um, two things. The first thing is in Morning Run, when Maddie goes, do, 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 back to me after she's been singing for like 30 seconds straight. (laughs) Oh, I don't know if I should change my mind. This might be my favorite moment too. All of Morning Run is just amazing. <laughs> uh, and and you know, um, for the listeners out there, I um, I had I don't remember the lyrics, but I made up 
a version of Morning Run for my cat. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, it's uh, and and every time I had to take my cat to the vet, he really doesn't like the outside and he doesn't like the sound of cars. And I always try to soothe him by singing to him on the street. And uh, usually I go with um, Zombies Run musical songs uh, because <laughs> those are permanently ingrained in my mind. Oh my gosh. That reminds me that, first of all, I was doing like some of the, I was looking at the data for how many listens all the songs have the other day, and Morning Run, I think is second behind Cain and Abel for the most, Mm -hmm. for the most uh, listens, both across YouTube and SoundCloud. Um, And I've seen more covers, like more ukulele covers of Morning Run than (laughs) I've seen of anything ever. And I, oh, it just it's like, kind of easy. It's just kind of easy to play and it's fun. And uh, yeah. And, and by the way, I think uh, half, probably half of our listens uh, are from one of my flatmates. So um, Art, if you're listening to this, shout out because um, you've been a great help. I also like, because I'm out here writing songs and probably my favorite songs from my perspective are the really complicated songs because they're the most hard, they're the hardest to pull off. Um, yeah. And so I write those songs and then I expect that to be what uh, is appreciated the most because that's what I enjoy the most from my perspective. And then we release act one. It turns out that all anybody wants is a, a ukulele <laughs> ditty sung by Maddie with like four chords. So that's all I'm doing for act two. That's a spoiler. It's all ukulele. Yeah. It's all four chords. It's all Maddie. <laughs> Simon would, though. Simon would push everybody off the stage and just do an entire musical by himself. It's true. That reminds me of the fan art, the musical fan art of Simon and Van Ark singing (laughs) their theme songs at each other. (laughs) Oh, yeah, that was one of our running jokes, wasn't it? Running jokes. Oh no. Oh no. I'm cutting that out. We're editing that out. <laughs> Don't you dare. <laughs> okay, fine. I'll leave it in. So, obviously, you play Moonchild. Moonchild is sort of a character in Act One, but only at the very, very end. There's the whole walking out of the gates and, you know, the moon rises. And now we're transitioning from Van Ark, who is one kind of villain, to. Uh, Moonchild, who's obviously a very different kind of villain. Um, so first of all, how the do you... The objectively better villain. <laughs> we should have, no I shade should to Kara. Have... I, yeah, I was going to say, I should just have you and Kara at the same time, and you can just debate. <laughs> I won't even have to Battle talk. Battle of the villains. <laughs> um, how do you see the difference between Moonchild as a villain and the way that Moonchild affects... Five and the other characters, especially in the context of the musical, as opposed to the act one, very blustery, very sort of traditional jazz hands villain, uh, Van Ark in the first act. Like, how do you see the difference between those? And how do you see, like, your acting or your singing sort of playing into those differences between the two acts? Yeah, I feel like, um, and that's something that's kind of common between the actual story and the musical, is that, um, to me, Moonchild is a much more complex character than Van Ark is. And so Van Ark has this, like you say, 
very boisterous song and kind of a reprise of the same song kind of um, in another song. But he doesn't have that much range in terms of style. Um, mm -hmm. And just the way you've written Moonchild's songs in Act 2, it's so varied. And there's, I mean, you know, I specifically asked you for a fun song and you delivered. It's great. Um, <laughs> and yeah, there's there's a bit of everything in there. And it really... It really allows you to to play with acting and and to play with um, what the character appears as first and then reveals herself to be, um, and yeah, it's really really fun. That actually reminds me that I think part of the character. So obviously, in actual season three, there's kind of a, a distinction between Moonchild pre the reveal that she's a villain because we don't know that she's a villain for a while. We just get weird vibes from her. And in the musical, there's also kind of a difference between uh, pre-villain Moonchild, and then there's the reveal, and then there's like sort of a different character that, that we have. Um, and of course, Moonchild's, really her full villain song is the full version of Seeing Things, which we only see a, oh, hear a little so bit of. So, but yeah, yeah, because cause the first song is quite happy and cheerful. The second one is very like dark and mysterious, and then there's seeing things, which <laughs> the, the new version that you've done is so, I don't know, it's so cinematic and it's it's a great villain song, definitely. I really wanted to do something that would like showcase the difference between. I don't know if the, the word that's popping in my head is seductive. It's not really seductive, but like. <laughs> Moonchild, who sort of is able to paint her view of the world as something really attractive. Um, yeah. And then the transition from that into seeing things, which is really her showing her true colors. Like, she's not being deceptive anymore. She's not um, manipulating. She's just having fun. Um, well, I feel like the the whole point of this song is that she is manipulating. I mean, it's a, the lyrics are so manipulative. Um, without saying too much, it's like really putting things into Five's head to isolate them from the people in their life. Yeah, I was saying I forgot about the hallucinations uh, in seeing things. There are other people, I'll just say, I won't say too much about it. There's Moonchild is not the only person who sings and seeing things, and there are some people who may or may not have been dead before who are still singing um, in Five's head. And it's, I don't know, I think in some ways it's probably the climax of Act 2, at least uh, in terms of the conflict. It's definitely the worst moment for Five. And Moonchild just loves it, I think. <laughs> <laughs> I also want to talk a little bit about the artistry, like the instrumentation and the, the musical style, because we talked about this a little bit earlier. Um, but the instrumentation when she first shows up is very sort of eastern like it fits in with her whole you know oh something about my chakras and like her whole character <laughs> yeah. um you know the whole cultural appropriation thing yes exactly and she's so um different like her music comes in for the first time i think in the fourth song fifth song 
maybe it's the fifth song. I don't remember, but it, it, early on her first song, um, the musical style is so, so different from everything before it. How do you feel about singing stuff with that like different kind of vibe or different kind of instrumentation? Is it fun or is it just super different? I think it's really fun, uh, but I found that um, I actually, the, the songs are maybe slower than I usually sing. Mm. Um, I find that I have to really pace myself because if I'm just rehearsing the song without the instrumental, um, I'm definitely singing it uh, more faster than it should be. Um, so that's a really interesting thing, but I think it, it fits with Moonchild's character. She's not really like bouncing around or anything. She's really chill, uh, which mm-hmm. is something that I'm I'm not very familiar with. <laughs> being chill. <laughs> well, like yeah, the song, the song where you hypnotize. I guess I'm using the word hypnotize, sort of control or take control of Five's mind is, yeah. I think, the slowest thing anywhere. And then it becomes oh, even yeah, slower when slow. it reprises later. Um, yeah, and I've been I've been struggling with that as well because I I struggle to keep my breath uh, for even just one line because it's so drawn out. And then actually, now that I think about it, that song is right before seeing things, which is one of the fastest things that's in <laughs> that's in the musical. So, except for I mean, the verses for "Run for Your Life," nothing will ever be that fast. <laughs> oh yeah, just from Act One because I guess that's the stuff we've recorded most of. What? do you think you did the most takes of out of like the ensemble stuff and then also the the Moonchild bit at the end? I did a lot of takes of the Moonchild bit, but I think maybe Welcome to Abel? I don't remember. It's so far. <laughs> mm-hmm. So much has happened since then. Um, I think I did, I did quite a lot of takes of everything, actually. Um, and I practiced beforehand. Uh, but it, it all kind of blends together. Or actually, I think it might be um, close your eyes just because there were a thousand harmonies. Oh, that's true. But the result was so amazing. It's really cool. I think one of my favorite things to go back and listen to is the moment in Close Your Eyes when the ensemble comes in because it hasn't been so far. Yeah. It's just been Simon and then Van Ark and then back to Simon, or it's supposed to be back to Simon, and then instead it's like the ensemble comes in and there's the Simon singing over it. It's it's beautiful. It makes me tear up every time. I think now that I'm, now I'm trying to think of what was the thing I took the most, did the most takes for in Act 1, and I think probably it was the opening verse of Welcome to Abel, which I did not expect to be that hard to sing. Um... It felt when I wrote it like it was going to be really simple. I did not expect it to be super hard. And I think I recorded like three different takes that I thought were a final take and then put it into the final mix with all the voices and was like, nope, nope, never mind. I'm going back. There's something about the whole like back up, make room, don't crowd. It's good to see you in the flesh. That's like that whole verse is so hard. (laughs) It's so hard to get the rhythm right. It's so hard to get the notes right. I mean, the yeah, the, right. the line that comes after that is uh, really fast and really hard to get right. That's It's just my fault for literally <laughs> just taking the writing from Zombies Run That's and trying to make it when into the lyrics. 
when you're writing slash performing slash editing, you really have to hate yourself sometimes. I get that with Murray Mysteries where I will write sound effects in there and I know it's going to take me like half an hour to find the right sound of footsteps uh, and I hate myself a little bit every time I put a sound effect in. So um, I get that. And and on that note as well, uh, I admire you so much now for all the editing, amazing editing that you did, because I had to teach myself audio editing um, mm. and making people with different setups, different mics in different places sound like they are in the same room is really hard. Mm-hmm. It's true. Well, because you actually have people record their parts like together, right? Like they're sort of live recording, yeah. even though they're like in different places. How do you do yeah, that? Because we, I, we, do, we didn't even um, try to do that for ZR. Yeah. We do video chats as well so that people can play off of each other, uh, even with facial expressions and stuff like that, even if it's not visible in the end product. Um, so it's, it's a lot of um, like 15 minutes of fiddling before recording. <laughs> because we have to get everyone's cameras working and everything it's it, it takes it takes quite a bit of time and uh focus but it is very very fun like recording as a group even if we're not in the same room is the most fun part of recording anything that sounds really cool maybe maybe after ZRTM is all over I'll get into uh actual fiction podcasting instead of yeah, definitely. writing musicals and get to do we some have, of that. We have so many projects in the work and we're ready to welcome anything you have to present us. Okay, so one last question. Um, what, and it's just sort of a, a general thing, what do you think you're looking most forward to uh during the recording process or during the production process for Act Two? I think just getting in character and because the, the most fun moments um, for me in recording so far have been when I really got into character and sort of became a different person, a person get out of my head. Um, so yeah, uh, recording, seeing things, the new version of seeing things is just so good and I'm really looking forward to recording it. Um, I think the, the, you know, the increase in pace and instrumentation and just the, the more full feel of it will make it easier to really play a character, really be extra dramatic in that song. I'm super excited. I'm so hyped for everybody's performances. I'm really, really excited for Act 2. Uh, I think that's all that we have. Um, where can people find you, uh, both you personally and also um, your Murray Mysteries project and other things you're working on? Uh, so I'm uh, on Tumblr at Little Lion May. Um, on Instagram and basically everything else, I'm May's Many Messes, um, all lowercase, all attached. Uh, and everything about Murray Mysteries is uh, no storytelling, so it's K-N-O-V-E-S storytelling, uh, and we're on all of the social media, and uh, you can look for Murray Mysteries on YouTube, SoundCloud, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, anywhere your ears 
please i don't know what am i saying it's <laughs> it's almost my bedtime <laughs> perfect perfect um you probably all know this by now but you can find zombies run the musical at zombies run musical.wordpress.com um you can find me personally on tumblr i'm just another cricket if you want to just talk to me uh, if you have a question about the musical um you can go to the musical tumblr which i think is just zombies run musical but it might be zr musical but if you search zombies run musical you will find it so that's on tumblr um and you can i'm always happy to talk about it so if you ever have a question go ahead and let me know um you can also i forgot email us at zombies run musical at gmail.com if that is more your speed send us all the things T- talk about your head cannons and things like that your AUs. I, we have so many AU ideas. It's it's a problem. It's true. Like you have you have no idea how much we want to hear <laughs> all the thoughts that people have. There's no burdening of anybody going on. We're just I really know. excited, people. I studied a new thing and it's so niche and ridiculous. Uh, no one's gonna like it. But yeah, I've started a a series where I um I rewrite. Uh, well, I modify first chapters of classic novels um, to be zombies run related. Wait, is that the Anne of Anne of Green Abel's? Yeah, <laughs> that's what oh I my did. gosh, I'm so excited to read that. I saw that the other day, and I was like, okay, time, time to go read that as soon as I have time. Yeah, and I'm gonna do that with a bunch of things because it just came into my mind, and I was thinking about you know, like Pride and Prejudice and Jane Eyre and stuff like that and uh, what it would look like as a Zombies Run thing. What's so amazing about Pride and Prejudice is that there's already already the Pride and Prejudice and Zombies, so this is just like Inception, yeah. like double layer of Pride and Prejudice and Zombies and Runner 5 and Abel. <laughs> yes. Go ahead, okay. take it away. Stay safe out there, people. Stay safe out there.